going in. It's too big. Size matters not. Didn't go in. So it's big. What's up, you geeky motherfuckers? Welcome to episode three of the Hoth Topic. I'm your host, Chris, and today I'm rolling solo, talking about solo and why the box office is so fucking low. But before I jump into that ridiculousness, let's talk about the actual fucking movie itself. Wow. How excited am I that I walked out of a solo movie getting exactly what the fuck I asked for? I asked for a fun movie, something I would enjoy, something that was kind of off from everything else, and just a, a fun-ass adventure for two hours where I enjoyed a Han, Chewie, and Lando story, and I fucking got it. I got the Kessel Run, I got the Han meeting Chewie, Han meeting Lando, Han doing the Kessel Run. Uh, we had our, our theory about the droid brain from where it was kind of hinted at in the last shot novel. Just a, a really, it was just a really all-around fun movie, and I had a blast. And we had the whole Sarlacc crew, the, you know, obviously uh, a lot of the RLU guys were there. We had friends and family, and I think everybody, I don't think anybody disliked it. Um, you know, if there were some gripes at all, fine, but I, I don't think anybody was really disappointed in this movie. It was really fun um, from start to finish. You know, if, if you were worried about Alden Ehrenreich being Han Solo, and if you're still one of those people that are, are worried about it, well, fuck, man, he, he fixed it. He didn't go in there trying to do a Harrison Ford impression. He didn't even try to do a fucking Han impression. He was just Han. He went in there, made it his own. He had the swagger, the attitude, the cockiness, um, and, and the, the cheekiness that Han has, too. He may be, be a badass, but he's also, you know, cheeky and sly and, and, and that way. So... Aaron Reich, you know, hats off to him. He went in there and did his thing, and, and I would love to see him as Han, you know, over and over again in other movies, whether it's a sequel or or he he's camoing in another movie. I'm, I'm totally cool with it. I mean, I still see people bitching about it, and I just don't get it. I won't get into that yet because I'm really trying to stay positive in the beginning here. But, uh, you know, well done with, with Alden Aaron Reich. Um, the other thing that I was so excited about this whole time was Chewie. Um, and seeing Chewbacca and seeing them meet and just see that relationship form, and I wasn't let down there either. I think the intro scene where Han met Chewie what was great. It was just so well done, and, and Chewie was the beast who hadn't been fed for three days, and you know, you were worried that... <laughs> we were, I mean, obviously we weren't worried he was going to get bit, but just having Chewie attack him was, was awesome and just beat the shit out of him like we were in a WWE match. Um, especially the the spear through the pole at the end, just just great to see Han speak Shriwook, uh on film was phenomenal. Have Chewie understand him? Just that whole back and forth right there was so good, so good. And and the rest of the movie, every time they were together, just gold, man. Uh, Han and Chewie, uh, I'll watch that all day, any day, and, and you can you can send it back over to me, and I'll I'll watch this one again ten times. I'll I'll watch a sequel. I'm I'm good to go. And Lando, all the shit everybody was talking about, Pando and and his pansexualness and him putting his dick in anything, it wasn't even part of the fucking movie, like I told everybody. It was just the writer talking about what he could be, and then Lando or Donald Glover talking about it because it was an issue. In again, a big deal out of fucking nothing. Who did he love this whole movie? Himself. Who else did he love? He loved L3. All right, it's his droid partner. That's It's his co-pilot. It's his homie. That's who he should love. It's who he should be sad when they die. So I, nothing quirky. I think L3's uh, interpretation of Lando loving her was fucking awesome. Uh, that was great. I was cool with L3, too. Was she a little over the top? Sure. But they have her rated up right now. I can see people on, on the Internet. Uh, Rose Tico, L3, and Jar Jar in the same lump. It's not even fucking close. Not even close. L3 didn't annoy me. She just got a little bit over the top. But what a cool character, you know? It's I'm into the droids being a, a species of their own, a race, a sentient race. I'm down with that. I'm cool with that. So having her be the one that you kind of really hear it from, even though I think we all feel like 3PO can feel things and R2 can feel things. I think we think that already. But having a droid right there just so about it, that that was cool. I'm, I'm down with that. Absolutely. Um, and again, back to that droid brain, I love the fact that we watched L3 become part of the Falcon. So in the original trilogy, when you watch it, when you hear, I don't know where your ship learned to communicate, all that kind of stuff. Every time they plug in, every time they, hey, go talk to the Falcon, see what's wrong with the hyperdrive. Fucking talking to L3. 
you know, that's cool. It adds something to the the original trilogy that it is something we didn't have, and it was just like Last Shot. You know, now every time I see the original trilogy, I'm going to think that the fucking Falcon hates 3PO, and all, all the droid brains in the Falcon can't stand 3PO, but they dig R2 because L3 liked the, the dirty jokes and the uh, romantic gossip, and that's what R2 gives her. So I think that the fact that basically the, the Falcon's a droid now, that totally works for me. Um, the Falcon itself. Perfect. You know, we see how pimped out it is with Lando, and we see it get wrecked quick. Um, I love that piece, too. We see it become that hunk of junk, but still, it's got it where it counts, and and that's what mattered, right? And God help him. I, I was, I was, it was great. Everything with the Falcon was fantastic. I love the cape room, um, seeing Lando's bedroom. The pieces of the Falcon we had never seen before we got to see, and that was cool. Uh, Kira. I think Kira was a, was a cool character, uh, you know, a, a love interest for Han, who he was chasing, who he was going after. I didn't really see that coming. I thought it would be more of a brother-sister thing, but really um, their separation sparking both of them to go different directions. Uh, and then Kira in the end with her move and how she might play out in the future after our special cameo, that was, uh, that was really cool too. What a cool character. I was worried about her a little bit, but I've liked everything she's been in, so I don't know why I was worried. And uh, Woody Harrelson is Beckett. I didn't see Woody Harrelson the whole time. I saw fucking Tobias Beckett. He was a badass gunslinger, gangster, smuggler, scoundrel. You'd like him. You know, that kind of guy. Um, he, great character. I'm okay with that. See, here's the thing. I'm going through all these. I don't have many bitches. I really don't. Um, there's no complaints, nothing nothing wrong with, with just about anything. Um, Val. Val didn't play a, a huge part to me throughout the beginning, but her sacrifice was great. I mean... You know how how cool is that really? Just to see somebody sacrifice themselves for the for the other people, the outlaws really, um, and, and be that kind of person. So Val was cool, even though she was short lived. Same with Rio. Um, you end up liking Rio for a second. He's all excited about a Wookie. Um, he gets killed and shit. You know, it was too bad it was so fast. But again, that's the kind of life they're living. But a cool character. I had no complaints there at all. Enfys uh, Nest. Enfys um, Nest is kind of a trip. I sure as shit didn't expect Enfys Nest to be a kid. I really expected the female and a male and different time frames and things like that happening. That's kind of where I was going. I've talked about that on on this show and on the main show. Uh, but Enfys Nest, that, that was a, a bit of a throw for me. But it was still cool, right? And then the, the twist at the end when they're, they're kind of going against each other for a long time and you realize that she's really just rebelling. Now, I've seen on the internet... Uh, again, the internet is just full of bullshit, but that she was the one that started the rebellion. Don't put your cart before your horse, people. She didn't start the rebellion. There's rebellions going on throughout the galaxy, and that's there are rebel cells and things like that and startup movements. Um, like, take, for example, the Free Ryloth movement, right, um, with, with Cham Sindulla, uh, Hera's dad. That That's a whole different movement, but they're rebels, right? And you got Saw's group, who obviously are, are rebels. I'm thinking, you know, we saw two tubes in the background. It's confirmed that that was two tubes, you know, from Rogue One. Um, maybe this is part of Saw's beginnings of his partisans. This is just an offshoot of them. It's it's part of them, and that's how, you know, this is two tubes' first mission going there. I mean, we'll get backstory on that, I'm sure. There'll be some kind of comic or something along those lines. But, you know, neat to see Emphis Nest and the, and the Cloud Riders and kind of seeing how they were bad guys but good guys just like the rebels you know we, we kind of forget in the original trilogy we, we may root for uh han and luke and leia and, and the rebellion but they are going against the government and that's pretty much what the cloud riders were you know they're that that rebel cell going against the government trying to take back what's theirs that whole thing so i think we'll probably see more about them in again comics cartoons things of that nature and i'm totally cool with that now how about dryden voss so I'm really, really cool with the the villains in this. Dryden Voss, um, calm, cool, collected one second, and is the rage of emotion the next. I love when characters are like that. I love that they're that they're so quiet that they're scary, that uh, that you wouldn't want to fuck with Dryden Voss. But then there's somebody above him that he doesn't want to fuck with, and that was the cool thing. So all all movie, you're probably thinking, oh, okay, well. It's probably Jabba, right? They're they're working for Jabba, or is he even working for Palpatine somehow? 
or whoever the hell else you could think of. But most people, most people would not have thought, and here we go uh, on the big twist here, that freaking Maul would be running the show right here. It hadn't even occurred to me. Because you'll think back to the last episode, I went off for probably about 20 minutes on people and their fucking rumors because, uh, you know, Ewan McGregor was at the red carpet, and I was like, well, that doesn't mean he's going to be in a fucking movie. I said, does that mean that Darth Maul is going to get his own movie or be in Solo? And I went off for like 20 minutes while that would be dumb. Well, I'll be damned. They went ahead and did it, and that's why I did that little excerpt at the end of uh, last episode. But, because I saw a spoiler, and fuck you, Internet, by the way. Um, but it does make sense. And and when you think about the time frame and you got to go through the timeline and think, okay, Clone Wars was, you know, so many years before A New Hope and Darth Maul was alive, but he had been running the, the Mandos and then the Shadow Collective and all that. And he was ruling the underground with the, the Huts, the Black Sun, the Pikes. He, he'd already been a gangster. So this really does make total sense that he's got Crimson Dawn under his control. Uh, don't know where he is with the Mandos. We just know he's based on Dathomir, which is where he was based before. Uh, so I think we have some more things going on with Maul, whether it's a standalone gangster Maul film, which which would be kind of cool. They've been talking about a Jabba film, and you know I just don't see how a Hut can really lead a film when he's not all that active. But if you got a gangster film with Maul as basically the Godfather and all the other crime families, the Huts, the Pikes, the Black Sun, where I could finally get fucking Shizor into a into a motherfucking movie or back to canon, um, that could be pretty badass. That's where you could lead to everybody, right? That's where you can bring in all sorts of bounty hunters. Um, but that was cool, and the, the Maul thing was a, a a big hit in the theater. Now, the drag again was me and uh, Moocher and Scott Solo. We had all kind of seen that beforehand or I had actually seen the picture of it um, and it was my fault I was on Reddit and I fucking know better but I went ahead and went on um, Scott got hosed by going on a Pink Floyd post and talking about Pink Floyd music and some jackass says oh yeah well this and this and that guitar and blah 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 oh and Darth Maul's in solo well fuck he just got screwed right and then uh, Moocher the day before saw me arguing with somebody online Right, he's supposed to be staying offline, by the way. But I'm arguing with some motherfucker who's just trolling about and putting spoilers in, saying, "Well, I thought it would be common knowledge by now. How the fuck would it be common knowledge the day before when nobody's fucking? Actually, it was probably three days before when I was arguing with him. But uh, it wasn't common knowledge for anybody unless we went on Reddit. And this motherfucker was just telling everybody, "Well, Maul's in it. Well, Maul's in it." So we went at it for uh, about half a day. And Marco sees the uh, comments and starts reading and wants to know where the fuck it came from. He scrolls all the way to the top to see it. So, dummy. That was his fault, too. But, you know what? The people that go intentionally to spoil movies are like the lowest pieces of shit. Because um, there, there's no reason for it. You know, you're not going to get a cookie. You're not going to get a trophy. You don't get to be, you know, badass because you saw a spoiler and got to tell everybody about it. Fuck off. That kind of stuff pisses me off. But again, staying positive here. Uh, something else this movie did really, really well was uh, fan service. Uh, the the Easter eggs, the mentions, the nods, the cameos, the surprise with Maul. Just such badass things that you're like, oh, man, you know. Um, can't believe they put that in there. Uh, the fertility idol. If you hadn't noticed the first time, I know it took a couple people a few times to see it, but that fertility idol is like dead center in the in the movie whenever you're in, in Voss's uh, room. Uh, that, that was so badass to throw that in there. I, I can't even tell you how cool it was just watching it and popping it. I mean, you know, because you watched it. Um, Ara Singh, the fact that Beckett is the one that killed Ara Singh, or again, he pushed her, the fall killed her. Um, just bringing in parts of the EU and parts of old lore, that's fucking phenomenal. And parts of, you know, Clone Ara Singh was obviously in Clone Wars. Um, partnered with, again, another mention, Bosk. Um, I did hear that there was a, a big deal where John Kasdan wanted to have Bosk in there, and they tried to write write him in like four or five times, but they kept getting cut out because um, he just didn't fit. It would seem like too much. But man, I would love to see Bosk in a in a movie with Han and Chewie, and Chewie and Bosk just fucking go at it. Uh, that would pretty much make my Star Wars life right there. But what a cool fucking nod again. Um, the piece where Lando, probably one of my favorite things, where he says, "I hate you," and Han responds back with, I know. What a cool fucking throwback to Empire and one of the greatest lines of all time and just reversing it and showing that's just, that's part of Han and that's 
who he is, and he's that smart ass. And whatever you say about me, I yep, I know. You know, it's just Han Han something else, and Alden again to to kill the point again is a badass. Uh, another quick fun thing about Han was the fact that he called uh, Chewie something about a Kashikian moof milker or something to, on those lines. But using the word moof milker again uh, cracks me up. I, I take moof milker as me saying motherfucker. So I'm going to use moof milker a lot in real life. Not here. I like to say motherfucker here. But that's pretty uh, pretty fun as well. I mean, there were a couple more, you know, little bits and pieces. There's probably like 20 that I counted off, and I'm not going to go off every one of them here. We did a pretty good job of that on Sarlacc Digest. If you want to catch that last episode with the guys uh, and our guest star, uh, Caleb, but uh, listen to that episode. We go through it, and we kind of break down all those pieces, and we'll have a full breakdown again. I'll probably do a PowerPoint for it uh, for next week's episode. So get ready for that shit, Sarlaccians. Now, I probably uh, talked a little fast through that brief solo talk because uh, I'm really excited about it. You know, it was something that I, I wanted, I needed. Um, like I said, I talked about just wanting a fun movie kind of in the uh, the same line as Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy, something like that for Star Wars, something in between the episodes that should be darker and more serious. Something like this is just a, a fun adventure and give me some lore, and it's exactly what I got. So, you know what, thanks to Ron Howard for, for bringing that back in and, and saving it. Um, it was a really good deal. Now, to slow it down a bit and, and give me some uh, vent time, it's talking about this fucking box office and all these fucking boycott solo people that piss me right the fuck off and this bullshit on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, so the internet does everybody's thinking for them, right? And that bugs the shit out of me. So you look at Rotten Tomatoes and the critics' views are about 70 71%. I really don't care about what critics say because they really don't give a shit about Star Wars, to be honest with you. But when the fans start hitting up and it's sitting at 54%, I'm like, well, fuck you guys. So I started reading it because there's no way. I, I said even on uh, day one when the movie started, if you if you could find enough to dislike this movie, you're really trying to hate everything in the new Disney Star Wars. So fuck right off. Now, you don't have to love it. It doesn't have to be a 10. It's not a 10. Um, but it sure as fuck isn't a 4, a 2, or a 1. I mean... Come the fuck on. So I go on to Rotten Tomatoes and I start reading the the reviews. And they're from people that haven't seen the fucking movie. How are you going to go on and rate something a one when you haven't seen shit but trailers and you didn't even want to see that? And all you say is, well, fuck Kathleen Kennedy and fuck SJWs and fuck this and fuck that. Shut up. You're not a fan anymore. Stay the fuck off it and stop bothering the shit out of everybody else. You know, it's funny because uh, even as we're, we're recording this or I'm recording this, I see online that uh, Plo Cool, one of our Instagram uh, friends, is on there blasting somebody for saying, oh, just a bunch of SJW propaganda. And he called him out. He's like, you just told me you were going to fucking boycott the movie and weren't going to see it. So how do you know it's SJW propaganda? And that's that's the bullshit we're dealing with. People won't even open their minds and, and spend 10 bucks to go see the fucking movie. They just want to judge it and bitch and complain and go on the fucking internet. You know, it's like moviepoopshoot.com here all, all over the fucking world right now. And you just go on there to bitch anonymously because you think you have all these balls to say something on the internet. Um, we do the same thing. Don't get me wrong. We do that on the internet, but we full-on blast who we are, what we are, and what we think. And you can come find me. I'm in Victorville, California. Come find me. You don't like me and you want to talk about it. I'll talk about it all day. Call me up. Um, just send me a DM. We'll go through a whole thing on this show. So it just, it bugs me. All these people that just want to judge things um, before they see it. It's it's baffling. And if you didn't like TLJ, don't use that against Solo. It was different directors, different actors, different story, different time frame. It just it makes no sense. Um, and I'm not, you guys hear me on the show, I, I can see an agenda. I'm not blind. Most of us can see what's going on. They're trying more for equality and kind of maybe pushing the envelope a little bit uh, to the side, and I get that. I mean, Rogue One was probably the most diverse movie I've ever seen in my life, right, in just the main cast. Um, and I get that, you know, Jin is a main character and Rey is a main character and Enfys Nest being a female kid, and I, I get it. Don't get me wrong when I when I don't see that, and I see the the books and how they played out in in um in from a certain point of view and a lot of those type of things. I get it, I see it, but it's not going to change. I don't mind, you know, live and let live. That's that's their prerogative. That's what they're doing, and that's their life. But they're not. 
ruining the movies. Look look beyond that if it bothers you. It's not like it's front and center and destroying things. It's just a different way that you haven't seen it before. And we've all got to open our minds differently. It may not have been what I would have written, but fuck, I, it's what I got and it's what I like. And thank you for giving me Star Wars and being more diverse and, and throwing these extra characters in there that we we wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, but fuck all these, I hate this and I hate that and I hate this agenda. Well, don't like the agenda, but like the movie. It's It's not... Like they're in your bedroom telling you what you need to be doing and doing shit in your face. It's, it's not like that. So, and you know what? i tell you what. If you don't like it, if you don't like the agenda, if you don't like the way it's going, if you don't like the diversity, again, I, I think I've said it a couple times, maybe even today, fuck off. Just leave. Don't have to comment on everything. You don't have to drive the rest of us nuts. It's it's like, I don't like certain things. I don't like Ghost Rider 2. I think Ghost Rider 2 is the biggest piece of shit movie in this entire fucking planet. I, I'll never watch it again. But I don't go on to Ghost Rider sites and Marvel sites and all these things and just start blasting Ghost Rider because, oh, it's a piece of shit. It's a piece of shit. I don't do that. I don't like it. I move on with my life. It happens. There are plenty of movies that aren't great um, that I won't deal with. I don't like the old Star Trek movies. I like the new ones. I don't like... I'm not a Star Trek fan. Obviously, I'm here. Um, but... Come on. I don't go and start bashing on Trekkies all fucking day. What's the point of that? That's their fun. Let them have it. You know, we may joke around and be like, fucking Trekkie, get out of my house. We'll do shit like that. Don't get me wrong. Again, Scott's a, a bit of a Trekkie, too. Um, but it's okay to not like things and like things, but you can't just be hateful about it, right? You got to come with a point. And most of these guys on doing these reviews, there is no fucking point. Just, I hate it. I hate where they're going. It's good to one. So we started up, instead of the boycott solo, we started to try and do the hashtag boost solo. And we put it on the internet, and people started you know, jumping onto it. Not big time. We're not trying to save the world here. We're just trying to help a movie out, get a little bit of uh, the bullshit out the way. But I know a lot of our friends you know, went ahead and shared that, that same thing and, and trying to get people to do it, and it has worked. I've seen the RLU guys. I've seen a lot of our Instagram friends. I know the Sarlacc crew. Again, we got that thing up to 62%, which isn't super fresh, but it's not a rotten fucking tomato-looking thing either. We got the little popcorn icon now. I'm totally cool with that. You know, Maybe we can get it up to 70 in a, in a week or two. Um, but that's cool. But again, the problem here is people are letting the internet do their fucking thinking. So they're not going to see this movie because they hear the bad reviews, they hear all the bullshit, and they're listening to people they think they can trust. They're listening to fake-ass Star Wars sites on Facebook. They're listening to fake-ass fans that, that they they think know what they're fucking talking about, that they don't know what they're talking about. Um, if you listen to Starlight Digest and a couple of the other podcasts around, there are some people that know what the fuck they're talking about. And those people, the Starlight crew, Hot Topic... Kessel Run, you know, a lot of the, the 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 other podcasts, we like the movie, and we're the fucking experts, and we don't get paid by Disney, we don't get paid for shit, it costs us to do this stuff, right, this is what we like, and if tell you what, if it pissed me off enough, I would just be on here ranting about that, I bitch enough, right, I bitch about internet trolls, I bitch about fake shit, I would bitch about the Star Wars movie if it fucking sucked, I bitch about the pod racing, you know, it, it it's there. So in saying that, you know, it means like I keep seeing everybody's like, oh, you're a Disney shill. Um, and I keep telling them all, you just learned that fucking word two months ago. So back the fuck up. I'm so tired. That's how you can tell the Internet is driving everything. Right. Because people don't have a fucking mind of their own. Because It's always the same ass shit. Shill is the new word. Disney shill. Just like Mary Sue was the new word back in 2015. Nobody used the fucking term Mary Sue until The Force Awakens. And then after everybody sees how powerful Rey is, it's a Mary Sue. Not that she's just super strong in the Force. She's a Mary fucking Sue. Now we're all Disney shills because we like stuff. Well, you're a troll because you're a dumbass. So that, that kind of shit just, just, just gets on me. Like the whole... uh. The whole Mary Poppins, they all call her Leia Poppins, you know, and it, it went with that. And again, I think I've told you guys, if you were fucking clever, if you were the Sarlacc crew, you would have come up with Carrie Poppins and been way more clever and got way more likes and you got hundreds of likes months ago. Um, but it's getting old now. I'm really tired of all this shit. And the fact that it bled over into Solo is uh, absurd. So some of the other talk, besides the internet piece, right, was is there a... a um, Overabundance of Star Wars movies? Are they overdoing it? Are they milking the cash cow? First off, when I say this, Disney purchased Lucasfilm for $4 billion. Do you think they just wanted to hold it and love it and, and just cuddle it forever and that was it? They just wanted to pay $4 billion to George Lucas and not make a fucking dime. Because that's what Disney does, right? Right, you jackasses. It's because they want to fucking make movies. We're getting one a year. 
This one just happened to be six months after the last one. Not a big fucking deal. The next one's not for 18 months. So it's not like they're milking the cash cow. Just because you hear things are in the works doesn't mean things are happening like three at a time. Like we're going to get three and four like we do with the Marvels, right? Um, and, and there is a bit of fatigue to me. I think we talked about this too in, in the Marvel piece, getting that many movies. But in Star Wars, I'm getting seriously one movie a year. How am I going to get fatigued from that? It's 40 years with pretty big gaps in between, and we love everything that goes on in between them. How am I going to get fatigued from that? And I think some of that fatigue comes from, again, the bullshit sites, the here's a Kenobi movie, here's a Fett movie, here's a Yoda movie, here's Salacious Crumb and Jabba the Hutt movie. It's all these things that everybody talks about that's bullshit that makes everybody think that there's an overabundance and a milking a cash cow as it was or uh, going to get Star Wars fatigue because they're over-fucking-thinking it because these websites won't let the fuck up on fake news. Um, we're, I, I'm going to say we're, but it's not us. Um, I take no responsibility for killing this, but it, we are having a problem with the fandom and, and it getting killed because people just won't grow the fuck up or learn how to be a, a halfway decent journalist. And I get we're all on the internet. We're not real journalists. Most of us didn't go to school to be journalists, but we do have a little bit of a responsibility to be uh, accurate, to be truthful and to uh, give real news. And because people listen to us, you may be three of you listening to me right now, but still those three people, I want to do the best I can to make sure you get straight fucking news. And we do the same thing on Sarlacc, although they have like more like three dozen on that show. Um, we try, but these people just do not give a fuck. They just want their their clicks and their ads and all their things. And they don't give a shit about this franchise that we love, guys. And it's letting it ruin it for everybody else because people are buying into it. The Internet is evil. So I'm going to have to get off that soapbox one of these days, but probably not any day soon. Um, it's not like... So the movie, they, they keep saying bomb, right? They want to use the word bomb for Star Wars. It's not like it didn't make over $100 million in three days. It, it made the money. It's just not making Star Wars money. But what other movie, honest to God, had to go up against Infinity War less than a month after, well, about a month after it came out, Deadpool 2, which was phenomenal, a week after it came out. So we had to drop Deadpool by 60%. So we, we hurt each other, right? We're cannibalizing each other on this. Uh, Marvel and, and Fox and, and Star Wars. Um you know, when you look at it, it was like a $200 million weekend because we had to split between three fucking big-ass blockbusters. Not the smartest move. Uh, Disney, that was two of their movies. Probably not smart. We probably should have put Solo back in the December hole where I think Star Wars belongs. Now, I know May was a tradition, but, man, I do like December openings. Um, I think that's probably where they, they misstepped the most here was putting it back to May. That was a six-month gap, so we couldn't get over the, the last Jedi bitching still because I still see fucking cracks every day. Those last... Um, I think that was maybe their misstep. But it's not like $104 million is something to sniff at in a weekend. And I do think with the Rotten Tomatoes going up and word of mouth, it's going to have a second weekend, and the second weekend is going to be almost just as big. And then we can start hearing a little bit less of, oh, it's a bomb. Well, it's, it's, it's not a bomb to me. It's a bomb in the fact that our, our fan base let us down, but not in story, not in movie. It's a very, very good movie. Um, I'll rewatch it a ton of times for sure. But thank you all that went to the try to do Boost Solo and go on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb and sign up and do a survey or a survey, a fucking review and rate it. Whether you liked it or not, at least you've seen it and then you got to rate it and it was an honest review and not just some bitching because you're a homophobe or a fucking, uh, uh, you know, a, a man who can't handle anybody wanting to take his spot because your testosterone is too fucking high. And again, don't get me wrong, I'm no social justice warrior. It's not, not even close to what I am. I'm not political whatsoever. But when it comes to Star Wars, fuck off with all your bullshit and all your racist shit and all your homophobic shit and just get the fuck out. I'm going to cuss a lot this one if you can't tell. But again, thank you for all for that. Again, we raised it 7%. If that had anything to do with us, I'm pretty proud of the, the Sarlacc crew and, and the Hoth Topic here. We're, we're doing that. So, And I'm not quite at the uh, interview phase or the, the getting that set up yet. I still haven't got my Skype going and so we can do a live type of stuff. But what we did do was, was talk to some people online 
And just a, a few of them. Well, first I want to say TJ Davis 1138. Thanks for calling me out the other day. As I, I do play a little game once in a while online since I do admin both Sarlacc and Hot Topic. And yes, I do once in a while argue with myself to just to get shit stirred up, but in a fun way. Um, usually talking shit to myself. But uh, thanks for calling me out on that. Uh, put me right on Front Street. Appreciate you. Um, you know, Lit Fisto, one of our, our friends on there, dug it. Not his favorite, but dug it. Jack Porkins. Jack really didn't like The Last Jedi. We'd had quite a few discussions, and again, it's okay not to like something. It's okay to disagree, but when you can have a good, solid discussion, Jack had his points. I have mine. We discussed it quite a few times. We agree to disagree, basically, like like the cliche is, and we're okay, right? And Jack Porkins liked Han Solo. Again, not on, in love with it, but liked it. Not going to blast it, you know, giving it a seven. That, that's a, a big jump from where he was with Last Jedi. Plo Cool was on board with this whole thing. You know, so many of our friends, um, all Star Wars fans, um, really were, were on top of this. And these are people that, you know, were, were a little bit leery of The Last Jedi. Um, we're, we're looking pretty good. Now, one that I, I did have an all-dayer with was filler fucking ninja shark dumbass rabbit guy and this is the one that was really the SJWs totally hurt his feelings and he just couldn't handle it and went off and off and would not make a fucking point about the movie could never answer me once I, I kept asking hey do you have a plot problem is there a problem with a character a plot some kind of twist um, was the CGI off did we lose a fucking knife somewhere in editing anything fucking wrong with the movie and all I keep hitting was agenda Kathleen Kennedy, they're ruining it. My childhood, they fucked me in the ass with the, with their agenda and blah blah blah. That's all they got. And I swear to God, it was a half a fucking day, half a fucking day of this fucking troll. And it's you know what, I'm just about done with them. You'll notice I I do argue a lot less online right now, but it's just because I'm I'm really tired of these people, and it's usually the same folks. Um, but along those lines, also uh, the Chris Porteous, um came on and actually we were talking a little bit in in uh on instagram in my actual post but then went ahead and messaged me and we had a conversation back and forth and when you do have good points i'm totally cool with it and not that we can have a debate right now over the phone live but you know some of the points um i, I asked you know what were the, the points you had a problem with and you know I, I respect everybody's opinion and i am probably going to get a little bit at chris here but fuck it that's what i do on the show right so he says Han and Kira, it was too easy to escape from Lady Proxima with 20 thugs all around. You know what? I didn't see it like that. And I, I get what you're saying. I get it. But I think the thermal detonator piece with the fucking rock and then throwing it through the window. Everything there and fucking Lady Proxima up just with the sun. I, I, I think that was neat. I didn't take it as, oh, we escaped easy. I've seen our fucking heroes escape. I don't know how many tons of things, right? Um, Han and A New Hope running into a legion of stormtroopers, whether it was the original or the special edition, depending on how many troopers, it was still a buttload of troopers. We're getting off the fucking Death Star, which is full of, what, 100,000, 200,000 fucking troopers. We can get off that ship, and it's a problem that I got out of Lady Proxima's little gangster hut. I don't see it too much of a problem. Um, I get it, but I don't. it didn't bother me one bit. I did. It didn't, honestly, didn't even think about it until you brought it up, but... I'm I'm cool with it if that bothers you. More power to you. Um, probe droids staying on the opposite side of Val instead of surrounding them. Okay, I don't know how smart the probe droids are if they're quite the, the level of a protocol droid, an astromech, L3, whatever the fuck combo she is. She's like a mutt. Um, but the probe droid just going around, uh, the Viper droids, and her blasting them. I saw that all as Val being awesome and doing that, uh, her her sacrificing herself. I wasn't sitting there looking at the battle tactics of the Viper droids, but again, if you want to bug on that uh, after seeing it, more power to you. I think it's nitpicky, but it's cool. The Now, here's where I'm with you a bit. The the moves with the Falcon and uh, the power slide and, and uh, punching the gas and flooding it and all these things, right? You've been in the ship for a second, you kind of wreck the ship and make it indestructible, look indestructible. I, I kind of get a little bit of that, you know. Maybe the the ship probably should have broke something else off besides just the 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 covers. Maybe um, didn't bug me. It is kind of funny that Han can just jump in the cockpit and just go. Uh, we didn't see a whole lot of his piloting early on, besides in a speeder. I think there's probably a, quite a bit of difference between a speeder 
and the Falcon. But again, my suspension of disbelief stood through that whole thing. Didn't bother me. I don't think it'll bother me again when I see it, but I'll give you that one. I'll give you that. And the thing with the gravity well, he thought that was kind of bullshit. Um, you know, fucking with science again. Uh, and the the closing the space wall. Uh, I, I doesn't bother me, but I I this is the the one thing that where I'll give you. Maybe that scene was a bit long. Maybe it was a bit drawn out. Maybe it was a bit um not jumping the shark, but a bit much. I'll give you that one. So maybe the things with the Falcon, maybe the the power slide and the closing the space wall shit. I'll give you that. Okay, Chris, we'll we'll go there. He said uh, Maul should have been Shizor. And I disagree with that one. As much as I want Shizor, and you guys know this, um, Shadows is one of my favorite stories out of all the old EU and the new canon. I love Shadows of the Empire. I love the game. I love the soundtrack. I, I love the book. I love. I hate the audiobook, though. If you listen to the audiobook, it is fucking garbage. They can't pronounce a word right. It's like Coruscant is how they say Coruscant. Coruscant. Damn, I can't even say it now. Fuck myself up. But so many be- Bespin. Um, horrible, horrible audiobook. But everything else is great. Um, I would love to see Shizor. I've seen Black Sun all over the Clone Wars and in comics and things like that. Um, I, I would love Shizor to be there, but it wouldn't have worked for the surprise to be him instead of Maul because Shizor is part of the Black Sun and Black Sun are failing and, and there's no reason. It wouldn't it wouldn't have worked in my head canon, right? Or in regular canon, really. Um, but Maul, as I talked about earlier, Maul makes sense. So... I think that's where I, I definitely disagree with you on that. Would I love Shizor? Absolutely. Would I love to see Black Sun? Fuck yeah. I would have shit a brick had any, any member of Black Sun shown up. It didn't even have to be Shizor because I would have just known he exists somewhere. Um, that would have been cool. Um, pretty much, you know, he loved the rest. Um, but he just pulled these out as, as examples. And I don't hate on people for, for not liking certain parts. And again, there are certain parts, I think, in, in all of the Star Wars that we could do without or we could explain better or we could do other things. But we don't bitch on them and hang on and, and just make it a a, a point to, to hate it because of something. And I definitely don't hate the next movie because of the last one. So so there, you know, I'm not a complete asshole. I can, I can listen to your points. I'm not going to agree with most of them. But I can listen to them and we can have a, a solid fucking conversation about it. Um so that's that. So now, I guess the question we get asked is kind of where where do I rank it in all of the Star Wars movies? And and so you guys know I'm kind of doing this from the hip. I I haven't thought about this at all. It kind of just came up. Uh, again, all my rankings come after I have them on Blu-ray. And what do I want to watch when I'm at home by myself? If we're sitting here chilling, if I'm sick, what do I want to watch? Um, generally. Obviously, Empire goes in, Revenge of the Sith goes in. Um, I did Rogue One for a while. Now I like the end of Rogue One mostly. Um, I can see Han getting played quite a bit. You know, I'm not rating it as high as Empire or A New Hope or or Revenge of the Sith yet, but I do see um, it being very rewatchable. Me enjoying it every time, and me being like, man. This is just a fun watch when I'm I'm sitting here chilling with nothing to do. I'm going to pop in solo and enjoy myself for two hours. So I'm thinking it's going to rank up probably top five, easy. Um, may get in the top four. I don't think it'll pass uh, three, four, and five. I don't think it'll pass those. But it has a shot. It has an outside shot at it. But good movie if uh, most of you guys that listen here have an open mind, I believe. That's why you listen here because I'm kind of a jackass and you have to have an open mind to listen to me but I think you guys probably saw it you guys probably feel about the same way uh, it's really good it's not the greatest it's not flawless um, none of them are but it is pretty fucking fun and it's it's beautifully shot it looks great the CGI is great the acting is wonderful um, I really I don't have anything to complain about so I'm pretty pissed about the box office I'm pretty pissed at the the fake fans out there that want to boycott it or or prove a point or talk with their wallets, fuck off. Um, that's like the 15th fuck off I've had for everybody today. So, with that said, let's jump into this week's edition of... That's right. Even with Solo coming out, there is still bullshit fake news coming out. And I shouldn't say fake news. I I really shouldn't. Just unconfirmed news. But everybody likes to jump on the words confirmed and official, which none of them fucking are. So the new 
Bantha Poodoo for the week is the Boba Fett movie. Do I want a Boba Fett movie? Yes. Do I think there will be one? Yes. Is it official or confirmed? No. It is as official and as confirmed as a Kenobi movie is. So, no, it's not. It's it's nothing on Star Wars. It's nothing on Lucasfilm. It's nothing on Disney. It's nothing on the share. They haven't announced a fucking thing. Why do people do this to themselves? Why do we not learn each and every time that until it's confirmed by Lucasfilm, by Disney, by Bob Iger himself, there is nothing that is official. This could fall out tomorrow. There was a Boba Fett movie in the works years ago. When uh, I know Marco and I were, went to the um, Anaheim celebration, and during that celebration, Josh Trank was supposed to show up, and he was going to have a sizzle reel, uh, like a fake little teaser. Or I shouldn't say fake, but a quick teaser uh, for the Boba Fett film. That's what was happening. Then he got fired because all his bullshit with Fantastic Four and what have you. Um, and it got shelved. So I know there's a film out there. I know it's out there somewhere. We all do. But that's just old shit getting regurgitated again, getting brought up again. Because people have to have news all the fucking time or else they won't get their clicks and their ads and their likes and their life will be shit, right? Instead of being responsible and waiting for some kind of official, they run on one article, the Hollywood Reporter says it. Before I know it, there are 16 fucking pages on Facebook saying it. Just about every fan page but us says it on uh, Instagram. Because we don't jump on shit until it's confirmed. Why... I don't want to be early and wrong all the time. I want to be early and right, and usually we nail it right on. When we get when we put something out, and I, I, I know we toot our own horns a little bit, or I do a lot, but we're really, really careful for that because we don't want to come back and say, oh, fuck, I was wrong. That was that was uh, bad, bad on my part. You know, we'll do it, and we've done it before when we do things wrong, but come on, guys, stop with the confirmation because all you're going to do now is you're going to confirm it now, and in six months down the line, when it actually does get confirmed, you're going to be like, oh, look, it's confirmed. You just did the same news twice. Why the fuck would you do that? It, it's such a waste of energy and time, and you get everybody worked up because there are a lot of casual fans. And that's not saying anything bad about anybody, right? Um, saying a casual fan is people that like the movies, and that's totally cool. I love it. Um, Marco might have a different opinion, but I love it. Um, go ahead, be casual, whatever. But they, that, those are the guys that believe everything. Those are the guys that jump on stuff and... And, and they don't do the research because why would they? They're just casual fans. They like Star Wars. Um, where the rest of us do the studying. And sometimes I feel like there's only probably three or four of us online that do any kind of studying at all. And that pisses me off. Just do a little bit of research. You've got to find a couple places you trust. Now, mind you, the Hollywood Reporter is fairly accurate on this kind of stuff. They are. But, again, the word confirmed and official and, and it, it just doesn't, doesn't play if it's coming from the Hollywood Reporter or TMZ or anyone else besides the the people we talk about. They're not going to, again, I, I talked about this last week, Disney is not going to keep a big secret just for us. They want to tell everybody so people will want to buy their stock so the shareholders are happy. That's what they're here for. They are here to make money. Remember that cash cow conversation? Same fucking thing. They're here to make money. Okay. So I beat that tauntaun to death. So I'm over it. I'm not going to talk about it no more the rest of the day. But another cool rumor, this one, this is a cool rumor I put in, not a Bantha Poodoo rumor, is uh, Billy D. They seem to think he's getting in shape and getting in a, a workout routine right now. Now, we saw him on the red carpet with the cane, but he was looking all right. He wasn't looking, you know, too out of shape. Just a bit older. You know, man is over 80. But uh, he, he was uh, looking pretty dapper on the red carpet. They've got him getting uh, in, a, in a bit better shape, a little bit different shape. So I do think my theory from my Hope Reborn crawl might be coming, uh, coming into effect here. If you guys recall, we did a crawl a couple months back and won a contest. And one of the things was General Calrissian um, drawn back into the fight is here, and that's what I think is going to happen. I think the, the new rebellion, the young rebellion, needs some veteran leadership, and I do believe that Lando is going to be that veteran leadership, especially after his, his portrayal in this movie, the great uh, Last Shot book, how he's been um, proven to be a, a popular character, I, and, and with the loss of Carrie Fisher, who I we all know was this is going to be her movie, I think that Billy D is going to step in He's going to have a part to play. I don't know how major, obviously. None of us know anything. But I do believe he'll be one of the leaders. Maybe like a 
Akbar in in Return of the Jedi, that type of thing. But he'll be there, I'm sure of it. And I'm sure the reason he didn't come in The Last Jedi is because he was either too far away, didn't get the call, already in a fight. I still stand kind of by the thing where Maz was in a labor dispute because she was with Lando, and it was his labor dispute. I'm, I'm going to stand by that, too. And he was just wrapped up and couldn't get a, a gang together to come help out. But uh, I, I do really hope to see Billy D. Uh, we know he can still put his smooth on. You know, he does it in Rebels. I would be really excited to see that. See, that's some confirmed shit I would love to hear. I don't consider that Bantha Poodoo. That's just some speculation right there. And that's really cool if that happens. So, all right, guys, I'm right at 45 minutes. Um, again, I haven't completely ranked Solo. I do think it's probably about an eight and a half uh, easily, maybe a nine. It's it's going jumping in between. It's close to Empire and A New Hope and Revenge of the Sith as far as me rewatching it or wanting to rewatch it. It's not story deep like those, but it is fun. And it is a blast, and I love all the characters. I would love to see how Maul and Kira uh, go further and, and expand their their criminal empire. I'd love to see Palpatine, uh, his response to it. Holy fuck, what if that would happen? What if you give me a gangster movie and forget all the rebels? Just go bad guys, right? Go your uh, your crime syndicates. And you know the fucking Emperor hates that shit because it takes away from his power. You know, they're, they're, they're running amok in his, his world. Fuck, send Vader after the fucking crime syndicates and Darth Maul and all. Holy fuck, make that happen. That would be fucking sweet. Now we're talking. Now we're talking a spinoff movie with some characters we love, with, some, with the crime syndicates, with the original shit. We can do that, right? There'd be no bitching there. Holy fuck. Come on, Lucasfilm, listen, hire me. Chris Franz. I'm at Hoth Topic Podcast. You can message me, Disney, Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy, whoever. Uh, I'll help you out writing all your stories. No problem at all. Um, but again, all these people, I, st- I would still love to see another Han, Chewie, and Lando movie. I'd love to see their next adventure because, again, their old buddy, their old friend. We're not quite there yet, right? We, we don't have that kind of of history with them. I think there's still more to come. So I'd be totally totally on board with more of their adventures um pre a new hope to to see where their uh where their their bond came from and as my last plea today my last thing i would just like to say again if you have not already be sure to watch solo watch it with an open mind go in there just just have fun and when you're done we're going to start battling these trolls we're going to take it upon ourselves all of us real star wars fans right and not just because we like it. it. Liking it does not make you a true Star Wars fan. Accepting it does. Accepting it, putting it in its place in the lore is what makes you a fan. Um, when your favorite sports team doesn't play the way you like or win a championship or doing something, you don't automatically not be a fan of theirs anymore, right? Well, some of you may because the way you act around, around Star Wars. But what you're supposed to do is stick by them and love them and, and through, the, through the thick and thin, through the good and bad. And I think they're all good. But if you didn't like The Last Jedi and you're still bitching and you don't want to watch Solo because of it, move the fuck on. Um, you don't have to like it, but you got to move on and don't hate the entire franchise for it. And if you're going to hate it, have points like Chris Porteous did. At least you're going to have points with it and we can have that discussion. That's totally cool. I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um, not everybody likes everything. Who gives a shit? But I do. I like these. Th- I like these things. Star Wars is what we do. It's what we do on Sarlacc. It's what we do on Hot Topic, and it's what we're going to be doing for years to come as we keep getting these movies. And even if you listen to the last episode, even after I'm dead, we're still going to get these. So, so again, please go out. Please uh, review the movie on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb, and give your honest to God opinion of it, so we can get the the, the score a little bit more evened out and and away from the. Uh, the hate and the toxicity and all of that, and, and we'll get going, all right? All right, guys, I hope you uh, accepted and liked this episode. Uh, it was kind of ranty, not that the other ones aren't, but I do feel like I overused the word fuck. I probably should have used move milker a little bit more, but oh well, fuck it. So until next time. I'll see you in hell. Of that thing. Into the box, fly boy. I'm going in. It's too big.
What I was thinking is that we need to cut a promo. Yeah, I've been working on some ideas. It's just I don't really know where to go with it exactly. What if I got like a filter where we could just kind of talk normally and we can have kind of a script, but then yes. I can I can like filter it so that one of us will have one kind of voice and then one will have the other. I want to put my request. Make me as Freddy Krueger. Can you do that? Maybe instead of the voices, what if we tried to like write a skit, develop a whole thing, and we have a backstory? And but well, I don't know. That might be kind of too long. So but like screeching cars and explosions and fireworks and yeah, and... yeah. Well, what about? I like it. Maybe instead of you know doing a filter, we could just like reach out to Robert England himself and maybe. Ooh. He can, you know, just record a promo for us sometime. Do you think? I, I mean, we I, might have to like raise some money. We can do a Kickstarter, and we could just throw it out to like Robert England and you know sure, just sure. just all kinds of actors, and and I think people will do that. I think. Sure. Why not? Well, you know, what? I don't know. Maybe we're overthinking this whole thing. How about if we just tell people where to find us? I like that. You can find us at who will survive on iTunes, Stitcher, on the Legion Podcast Network, and on the Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. Oh, wait. Can we do it underwater oh, with that, piranhas killing me? That and would kind of be brutal. And if that doesn't work, then you can do the regular promo. All right. Well, just get in the water, and I'll go get some fish. All right, cool. Join the Nerds with Attitude podcast each week, now part of the Raw Live Unedited Network, featuring the Nerds with Attitude podcast. Covering pop culture, nerd news, TV shows, movies, comics, no, and toys. Also, listen to Nerd Tunes with Scott and Kevin, movie reviews with President Rob, Kevin interviews, and more. And remember, keep it nerdy. Kevin interviews. Nope, that's the show about cats. I talk to cats. In a world with far too many Star Wars podcasts comes one more Star Wars podcast. Yahoo! The Sarlacc Digest, a bi-weekly show covering Star Wars news, toys, book reviews, fan theories, and new canon discussion. All wings report in. Join the Sarlacc Digest hosts as they bring you knowledge and lore. Man, whenever the Yuzon Vong dropped the moon on Chewbacca's head... It, it, I shed a Holy tear, shit, dude. What? Not f***ing canon. Jason and Jaina Solo. Why is it so hard for everybody to understand? The passion. So when Luke took off Vader's helmet, you could just see the sadness going in, the lighting and the, and the tears forming, and it's just, the, the soundtrack just starts raising. And uh, then, you know it's a movie, right? What? The fandom. Okay, so I have my Darth Vader camping chair for the line, my brand new exclusive Luke and Leia vans, my Star Wars pop vinyl wristband that I just got. Oh, oh did I tell you that I was going to get my next... Uh, and the collecting world. I got the orange card of figures. I got the green card. I got the red card. Okay, do you have circles on hand? No circles, half circle? Half circles? Half circle. You got Palpatine Blue Saber? I do, and the barge. What the f***? No, not the barge. The Sarlacc Digest, bringing you line talk and digesting Star Wars topics over a thousand years. Find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're proud members of the RLU, Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. Find us, rawlivepod.com.